0: Behind every great artist, there's a great band who help take the music from the studio to the stage. In each episode, I talk with some of the most accomplished and sought after musicians in the world. Delving into the details of their backgrounds, their stories, and their journeys. Doing away with the fiction and getting into the facts. It's not about the hype, it's not about the product, it's about the players. What's going on everybody? In this two-part episode, I jumped on a call with Kaz Rodriguez. Kaz is currently the drummer for Josh Groban, he's also drummed for Jesse Ware, amongst many others. In addition to this, he's released four solo drumless albums. He is a clinician and he has helped develop products with rolling electronics. In this recent conversation, I tried to find out a little bit more about how he got to where he is right now. Here's part one La Casa Nostra. Kojo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great to have you on the line, man. Great to talk to you. You
1: too, brother. Thanks for having me.
0: Nah, man. Nah, man. It's been a good little minute since we've actually caught up. So, um, mm. This would be a nice little exploration into what the fuck has been going on with everybody, you know? Yeah. Crazy, <laughs> crazy times ahead, man. Yeah, yeah. But it's all good, man. It's mm-hmm. like, it's a great time to kind of reset the clock and kind of move forward, ain't it? You know? Exactly. So just quickly, man, I'd like to kind of jump straight into the, to the sauce, you know, what have you been working on recently, man? What, what, what are you working on?
1: Oh man, just, you know, crazy. My album as usual, Um mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's the sort of thing that i'm in the market of right now is just you know i've always been doing drum tracks since i was you know even since i've been working with, when i was working with you you know back mm-hmm. in the day and um yeah i'm on my fifth album now which is a
0: uh, your fifth album
1: yeah bro <laughs> wow
0: yeah. <laughs> wait a second i'm gonna have to put in some fucking <laughs> clapping and cheering and shit like that man i mean hey man, man where's man, the trigger
1: where's the mpc right now i know
0: <laughs> no, yeah, Post-production, post-production, but no, <laughs> nah, it's not a lot of people that can say that they've gotten to um, five albums, man. So congratulations,
1: man. That's a, um, that's a serious achievement. Thank you, man. It's uh mm. it's been a blessing. Cause you know, again, just being in this path of, uh, self-discovery and you know, being a musician and, and just seeing there is, you know, more than just a two dimension of, of being just a drummer you know, and, and a musician in general, just, I just felt like, let's see, you know, let's see what this shit does, <laughs> you know, what, yeah, let's write some music for, you know, drummers and see, like, not really push it. Just let's see, let it, you know, ride the wave. Let's see if people pick it up or if they catch it on the hook, you know, and, um, and it's just been great because the past two albums, uh, my third and my fourth album, both uh, one went well the third album went uh gold and my recent one just went silver in sales wow. wow. which is quite weird because there's no no fucking drums on the on the tracks so it's like so wait a second wait a
0: second <laughs> <laughs> so, so check it out right so for those that are uninitiated and i was including myself in this i had to kind of i've been doing some research i've been checking it out so um and Yo, the album's a dope. By the way, that's a that's a fucking another thing. We won't even oh, thanks, get into that. Everything sounds amazing, and I kind of actually want to talk about a lot of that mm. in this interim part of this podcast. But for those that don't know, what is a drumless album?
1: So, drumless album is basically you. It, you know, it's it's more than it's in between karaoke for drums and actually mm-hmm. fill in the space. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. for for me, I've always been that kind of guy where drummers need to express themselves in a specific Mm -hmm. way. So making a track or like a backing track, like even if you were doing, um, you know, if you're going on stage and doing a, um, a live, live show, you're playing to, you know, to, to stems, to recordings. Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. my thing was just, you know, take mute the drum track and Mm -hmm. let the drummer, do their thing, you know, and and actually, it's amazing to see like hundreds of thousands of people, you know, putting their version, their two cents into playing it differently. So you get like, you know, Tony Royster like playing a track and it sounds completely different way, the way that, you know, like Chris Coleman, who, who's another guy, Chris Coleman plays with his play with like Shaka Khan and Prince and all those guys, and he plays it a completely different way. And that actually just makes the, it's more like a, um, the way a vocalist would sing to a back instrumental track right right like right I'm, I'm basically bringing the the instrument like the drummer to the front to be that vocalist you know right what I mean? and, so, and who and, and who are they really made for well they actually they are made for the drummers out there mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but crazy enough you get guitarists playing to them. You get right, right. bass players playing to him. You've got. I've had like people at Berkeley like do a whole band cover. You know when wow. I did. I've done. It was crazy. Like recently, I wrote. A, you know when I did this thing for Zildjian and East West, we were filming at East West Studios in L.A., and uh, it was crazy because you know seeing the, you know this thing that this track that I wrote in my hotel room, and then <laughs> and then like literally gave it to my, my, my friend, um, from ghost note, uh, mm-hmm. spot and, you know, they're a crazy, funky band, you know, they, they just a super dope and they just arranged it. And then you see, like, once I filmed it, like a few months later, you see people from like Brazil, from America, like in Italy, they're just like a whole band covering my actual song. And they're like, oh man, how did you like do this? I was like, man, I was, I, I wrote that song with a 25 key you know, M audio keyboard in my freaking <laughs> bedroom and you guys took it to another level. I'm like, well all right, cool. You know? Wow. So, so it's, it's targeted to, to a lot of people, you know, in the demographic and, you know, it, it it is what you want it to be because it, it doesn't have to be for a drummer. I've seen percussionists play along to it. I've mm-hmm. seen, mm-hmm. I've, I've even seen like experimental vocalists, like vocal, like jazz vocalists, like play along to it. And it's just kind right. of a free form, you know? right i i noticed that like because i remember
0: when you were telling me about it before Mm. in my head i imagined i was like thinking oh does he does it have like a separate click track do you have to put it in a door or whatever but i noticed in the music you have like a little click and a little bit of rhythm there so there's enough that you can just put it on and kind of play to right so yeah it's so so that's how it's delivered so it's essentially it's um so it's it's um
1: it's a practice tool right it's a practice tool also for like professional drummers as well that Mm -hmm. like the guys that some of my friends like, like Aaron Spears and you know, he is one of those guys that would just use like any professional drummer would use it in a drum clinic or drum festival. Like you you see on YouTube a lot of these, you know, these big cats as well. Just they'll, they'll just play along to it. And then I'm like, Oh shit, that's my tune. Oh, Oh, that's crazy. And then, and then, um, they use that as a form of like a set list thing. Right. One of the most, prominent users is Chris Coleman because you know Chris is one of my longtime friends and he just would say you know I need to use this for a drum show or drum video or a music video like the drum world is like really as you know like you probably geek out sometimes, go on YouTube and go, what the hell is this drum? Oh kid? yeah. Y'all look you know. crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we, <laughs> y'all, yeah. y'all,
1: y'all are crazy, but you know, yeah. it's
0: amazing though. It's it's like, there's a real like, f- there's a real passion yeah. amongst drummers. And uh, like, it's like a subworld. It's like fucking Comic-Con. Or some <laughs> shit like <that>. like, <laughs> Pretty much. Drummers, <laughs> yeah. Drummers are serious. They take it very serious. So yeah. I, I can see why there's such a big market for it. And I, I guess as well, I'm thinking like, as an MD over the years, Mm. different drummers, like they'll be doing clinics or whatever. And they'll be like, Oh, can I have, I think maybe you have as well, but they'll be like, Oh, can I get the stems for this song? Can I get the stems Mm -hmm. for that song? Yeah. What I observed about what your music is and what your records are, they're, they're arranged in a way that is set up so that a drummer can do more so that there's more accents. There's more spaces for things. There's more, it's more geared towards being able to showcase that virtuosity as opposed to a regular kind of backing track to, you know, to yeah. somebody show or whatever. So, um, yeah, yeah
1: I, I, it's, it's amazing, man. It's really great. Thank you, bro. I mean, the, the, mm. the, thing is with the, the whole idea is with like, with my songs, they're not, um, they're, they're not supposed to sound MIDI.
0: Right. You right. Know, right.
1: You, you get those typical backing tracks where you buy a book. Like I remember when I was a kid, you buy a book and you don't really want the book. You want the CD that's in it, and you mm-hmm. just want to play along to that shit. You're just like, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh <laughs> yeah, I want to play like that freaking drama. Just you know, and I'm like, yeah, dope, dope. That's that's, that's great, but it sounds like MIDI. Like, right? It, it sounds like something from the '80s. And for me, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for me it was kind of like I love cinematic music. I love composing. I love arranging, and you know, I've always like wanting to learn more about it. And as I progressed in my album, I just wanted to add that kind of mixed genre thing. Cause it's like there's hip hop, there's R and B there's like classical, there's like string arrangement stuff, like all that epic shit that drummers really, you know, love like chords. I mean, yeah. you go in a band, you know, it's, it's you know, we've, we've seen it all, you know, when you, when we do pop gigs and someone puts like a tasty little, Tasty little thing in there, and
0: you're like, ooh! Yeah. yeah, (laughs) yeah. Damn! (laughs) <laughs> what was that But it's great it's it's it's. <laughs> but it's it's all it's all the kind of smart aleck music things but for yeah. drummers to actually do, it's, a, it's a it's like a space to whereby everybody can really explore that and experiment yeah. with that kind of really muso side of music but i think the great thing from a drum perspective is that it's in a context where everybody that's what they want to see that's what you want to see at a drum clinic that's what you want when i guess when you're practicing that's what you want when you're trying things out so um yeah yeah, I, I really understand it. And w- would you say that, um, well, I guess it's a way of kind of like promoting a certain virtuosity, virtuos- is that the word virtuosity? Yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. In the um in in your playing. So, mm. I mean, just from your point of view, is that something that's important in music and in your playing to you in general, just that whole kind of being a virtuoso and bringing that kind of real advanced technique and, yeah. you know, in- is that those abilities and kind of harnessing is that, is that something that's important to you?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it is quite important because, you know, I learned the value of being versatile at a younger age, because, you know, when you stick to one stylistic approach, it's, you don't, you don't actually sell, you don't discover different things because like, I remember, you know, where I came in, you know, especially. The biggest lesson was when I was working with you, when I first started with, you Mm -hmm. gave me an audition, I was like, when was this? When I was in, in university, like maybe 13 years ago or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, And and then, you know, I came in and i really didn't really, I didn't understand pop Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. as much as I needed to, because I was Mm -hmm. so used to hearing things on YouTube, like, Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, you hear an usher live concert or you yeah. see and at that time i was you know i think i did was it jesse j or something like that, uh, Is audition. that the first
0: audition you came to okay wow well, yeah, yeah I could, you know it's really funny man it's like mm. a lot of that time period is somewhat of a blur because i just don't remember I, I know that yeah. i've i know that we've <laughs> known each other and worked with each other for a long time but i couldn't yeah. remember what the first thing was that you came down to but i think it was i think you know that, that jesse j audition the, the reason why I always forget it because I think you came to the first audition yeah. and I did I I was asked to put a band together for Jesse initially and then there mm. was like a pause like nothing yeah. happened for like a year yeah. and then and then when she came back um that's when I got involved properly but I remember there was an audition for like a short for a few shows and the shows never actually happened anyway so <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I re-
1: but but I remember that yeah exactly but yeah um, I mean that's the thing like you know I mean, I, I, I came in there with the, with not understanding, but my ability was, it, it was, it, I had, you know, you, you looked and that actually by seeing that it made me want to, by, by having that, I wouldn't say failure, I would have, mm-hmm. a, have that opportunity allowed, allowed me to understand that world more. And through that, then you gave me, you know, sugar babes. As an, as a audition, I tried mm-hmm. that and I think you were doing that at the same time. And, um, that's right. That yeah. was the same couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a busy weekend. It was a crazy <laughs> <Okay>. weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then cause of that, we did, I didn't get any of them, but that was, you know, poorly because it was, you know, the, the way it works, the industry, mm. but they, but at the same time I got the following week, I got a call cause I was with Leon in mm-hmm. an audition there, Leon Breton like the French bass player, he's like smooth oh yeah yeah, yeah
0: yeah I call him Le Fabulous. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I call him,
1: him Ghetto <laughs>
0: Fabulous yeah that's you know what I mean Ghetto Fabulous and he he <laughs> actually
1: he hit me up like literally the week after and said do you want to do Glastonbury oh, and wow. I was like what and he's like yeah I'm playing with Stephanie McKay and we need a drummer I just wanted to see if you wanted to do uh, the European run and it, and also do Glastonbury just before Black Eyed Peas and I was like what really wow. like because I I came into the audition and he felt like he really liked the way we you know we both played together yeah that's and, right that's and we right. didn't get the the audition but it led to something else and that was such that's a that's a beautiful thing about you know learning that where you can be at that time, and I knew that my space was there for that time being,
0: mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. funk,
1: and it was, you know, hip hop, R&B, like that's what her thing was, and yeah, like right. singer songwriter stuff. And then I really wanted to say to myself, I want to play a pop gig, and I, you know, had to like really learn and take space. So I just went incognito for like a couple of years, and then, you know, did to Soleil and learned how to do different styles of music at the the Soleil. And then mm. I came back and then you gave me a call. We said, Hey, Kaz, you, you about, and then I was like, yeah. And then, you know, you gave me a few things and, 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 and it was, it was great. And then it came to the point where you just started seeing my, my growth in, in, in different things where it was like electronics started coming in and, and then you just called me for like Jesse Ware. And that was another world and learning that style of music and, the advantage I really had was that I had electronics in the back of my head, mm, and mm. and I felt that lacked as well in in the the world of pop where not many people were using it heavily. It was just kind of just hit the pad, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> it's like how do you put the sound in? I uh, don't know. You know. But well, I like- mean,
0: it's, it's interesting because obviously I remember. um, that kind of time period it's like Mm. i think people were doing it a bit but then i was really keen on getting more electronic sounds into my gigs just simply because i was coming from a studio background yeah and i could never really understand why drummers were so keen on their drum sounds because it's kind of like i felt like (laughs) i know it sounds like a weird (laughs) thing to say but i felt like you know keyboard players they had to fucking cop the sound from the record. They had to know about oscillators, ADSR, oh, yeah. envelopes, filters, whatnot. Oh, guitar yeah. players had to make sure they're using the right amp, you know, the yeah. right fucking guitar, get the right tones. Drummers would walk in, just I'm like kick <laughs> drum, <laughs> yeah, just, you <laughs> like no, no, like and so it's like, it's like I, I feel like that extra extra detail, yeah. was kind of needed. But we'll we'll get into that a little yeah. bit. I want to talk to you about that a little bit yeah. more later. But I really want to flesh out. A lot about what you're doing with your own records yeah. initially just because I feel like um it's it's so unique when when you first started doing that now this mm. is something I don't know mm. were you um were other were there other drumless albums about or were this or was it something that you kind of started
1: doing like what was your inspiration for even doing that well it, to be honest it was a pure fluke because I, I didn't see any drummers doing it in that way, mm-hmm. like it was, it, I think it was like 2010, 2011, there was one mm-hmm. cat doing it. His name was black surfer. He was, you know, he's like a church guy, but mm-hmm. he, you know, he played with Ty tribut and all those guys. And, and I, and, and he was just a keyboardist, but he was making all these weird backing tracks that weren't even in time, they were like not quantized properly and. And right. It's like, right. yeah, you know, it sounds like church and this. And then, you know, it's that, that movement back then where people just wanted tracks off these cats, right, but I right. couldn't get it. But I felt like it was too gospel. Right. It's too church, right, right. you know? I mean, right. I, I've, I don't have a hate for it. I respect church, you know? You know, I'm, go- I'm not going to hell. But I'm yeah. glad you know, <laughs> you know I
0: mean? uh, But that's but that but that's a style in itself. That that, yeah. that that type of playing is a style in of itself. So exactly it's like you might yeah. want to do something else. I mean, i, f- I feel like your stuff kind of like lend leans towards more of like a fusion or a jazz fusion type of sound. Yeah. Um yeah. in places anyway. But is that yeah. kind of like is that the kind of stuff you like to play at that particular time?
1: Yeah, I mean I was I grew up to that stuff, man. I mean like my right. hero was like Simon Phillips. So, right, you know, right, so right. when you hear Simon Phillips it's just like oh yeah. But then I listened to things like you know, people like Jonathan Moffitt from Michael Jackson and mm-hmm. and all that and all that kind of tight stuff that, that, that they were doing and I just loved the the arrangements of that. So then, you know, I looked at who was producing for Michael Jackson, and I looked at Quincy Jones, and then I looked into Quincy's album, and I was like, "Damn, you know, mm-hmm. like this is a new thing." So I, I just wanted to put everything in, uh, like together all those styles and all the things like I like listening to classical music, like, mm-hmm. um, like Hans Zimmer and like Debussy, like going mm-hmm. way back to Debussy, Bach, and I just went, "Well, let me let me throw something in because." I think the idea behind it was just to throw all my influences in there naturally without having to think about it. And, and when
0: you and when you were doing it originally was it something you were doing for you or were you thinking hey this was just something I can maybe do for other people too? Like how did that like what was the
1: spark of that idea? Well the idea was basically this, the honest truth was I was going broke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the idea you know, was How we get yeah. some money up in this mother Yeah fund? I need to get my hustle on
1: man I need to get my paper <laughs> I need to get that bread man Well the the thing is it, it, The idea was Is in university You know I had You know everyone in university had debts You know everyone, Of you do You know what I mean And that's the important thing And I came back from Cert De Soleil Taking my first year I, I I went through my first year And had a gap year To mm-hmm. do Cert De Soleil Came back I was like, oh, I've just come back to debt. Great. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, I had, I, I had, I had this, I you know, I was overwhelming because I'm a student and then I did this big multi-million dollar production thing and come back with some change in my pocket. And then I'm like, oh yeah, but I still got to pay off the debt. So I had right. to, you know, the maintenance grants and stuff like that, just don't cut it. So I was like, right, I've got 60 pounds left in my pocket, in my mm-hmm. bank for for all my uni stuff so i was like what can i do at the same time um whilst everybody was going to the su bar student union bar getting (laughs) lashed right right (laughs) hey man i've seen some cats there like i remember i can't remember who who else was in my year well Jamil blake was in my year Oh, shout you out, know, out Jamil! Shout out to my boy Jamil. He's he's gone <laughs> incognito. He's a ghost now. He's a myth. So I, don't, I usually get the odd call from him. And go, yo, bro, have you got any pads? Uh, <laughs> got any pads? Like, yeah, bro. Um, but you know, I I've you know I've got love for him, man. But he's you know he was always there in a room playing, and I was mm-hmm. in the other room just trying to figure out like, man. We got I've got an assessment, and I want to make my own backing tracks. So the thing that moved it was when we were doing drum lessons. What mm-hmm. you know? I was sick of playing Star Wars, like the Darth Vader thing with the drum teacher, because our drum teacher—no offense to him—shout out to Pete Huntington, he's 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 a cool dude, but mm. he was like. Always I mean, saying. I don't know if he wanted
0: you to play Star Wars, though. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, bro. I mean, like, <laughs> lovely guy, but lovely guy. <laughs> you know, Star Star Wars ain't necessarily the drum movies. But I mean, shit. Yeah, you know. But I mean, if you're gonna be
1: playing, <laughs> if you're gonna play every week, going, yeah. Okay, now play a hip hop beat.
0: To <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> go some. Put some dinner on that shit. No. <laughs> it's like. Ah <laughs> do you know what i mean like all right now put some salsa like do you know what i mean like where's the cowbell i'm just what what i was trying to say to myself was like okay the next assignment he was like okay you're gonna have to make your own backing track yeah so i said to myself shit, i better do it and then i made one song which was going from seven eight to six eight like Mm -hmm, in one mm -hmm. track and that is crazy because the the biggest selling track in in all of my songs is this song called seven to the power of six mm-hmm. and it's like sold i think like i think like over a million or something like that like but it's, it's mad it's just, i was just like in my uni going shit i can actually change time signature in this and it's like the most basic track and loads of people started buying it but i actually found a platform which i could use itunes so because i i didn't really know i i understood logic then Mm -hmm. but once i bounced it i wanted to put it through itunes but then my friend was like oh you can put your shit on itunes and i was like okay let me try it so i finished making other songs that i was Mm -hmm. practicing to i only Mm -hmm. made them for my own practice and right and then the funny thing was like i got i got a low mark for my for that track that i made (laughs) seven to the power six and it's it's funny because like you look back at it when someone failed you for it Wow. And, and then wow. It, that track is like one of the biggest selling tracks in my genre. And it's like, wow. it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. To show you. Yeah. And and that was so I used my last £60 to upload the album. And I was like, well, uh, I better hope I get something like, you know, and the, I literally channeled all my sales to my PayPal. And then wow. first week I just got like nothing. Absolutely right. nothing. And then the following month, someone said, oh, look, Tony Royster's, like, covering to your song. And I was like, how do you know it's my song? He's, oh, no, because you put a preview of it on your Facebook. And I was like, oh. And then I said, oh, check it out. And then on YouTube, you see Tony, like, literally hammering it through. And then people buy it. And then the following week, I got my PayPal, like, um, transferred to my account. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then it's like, like, hey, you got 500 quid. Wow! (laughs) <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. wow that's like uh, yeah i was like let's let's we're going to nando's bro <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah shit nando's is on me everybody yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: just one person uh, though
0: <laughs> yeah 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 the rest you know. of all i do have debts to pay so yeah exactly but that's how share it, it is. works share these fries
1: but you know um, i mean yeah
0: but tell me something that's yo that's that's amazing right there because i mean what that that tells me a couple of things because throughout the years i've heard you mention your albums, but because I guess I'm not a drummer and in that world, I guess I should wouldn't be, really bro. know what the- <laughs> should be. <laughs> I cool, know, I'm gonna have to get some lessons. I know, I know. <laughs> but it, but it's like um I just I didn't really because it, it would you obviously had that going, yeah. When we met, but I mean, mm. I think. um So were you obviously you uploaded it to out to iTunes? So mm. I'm imagining it was all digital sales. You weren't kind of selling like. You physical know, CDs no. or physical. Okay, yeah. Well, I guess you know that's the modern way. So, um yeah how how were you making
1: how how are you making these records? How were you making this music? So yeah, well, I was just using um, a software called Logic. Logi- mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm very heavy into the Logic world, and I think I think people have heard of Logic, by the way. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, just saying you
0: know, <laughs> you get, you'll get all those people using shit like Reaper. I'm like, what the hell is that shit? <laughs> Reaper. What the oh, hell is no, that? No. Let's not start a door war, because we'll be no, no, man, right I'm to right. start <laughs> Do- Yeah, you Star Wars, there's door wars, mate. Like, fucking hell, bro. Darth Vader. So you, could- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
1: you know what I'm saying? So, you, yeah. so you, you were basically doing it all on, on, on Logic? Yeah, so Logic and, you know, at the start, it was at the very basic. So the first album was just using default sounds, and then I got hit in, and, you know, started getting into the shit, like, you know, omnisphere, I, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a very big lover of, of omnisphere by Spectronics. And, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I started using that and then using the actual samples into, you know, things that I liked, like vocal sounds and stuff like that. And I just, you know, fuck with it a bit and started to understand how to to emulate shit and actually use my ears a bit more to to balance sounds and it's such a massive thing because drum drums are big enough as they are but i had to understand sonically how to make music sound full but know that when i put the drums in it it sounds complete and that's finding the spaces and texture so i really got into like that and you know i i did a lot of kind of go back to you, go to logic, go on YouTube, go to logic, go on YouTube, learn how to mix, learn how to master and come back and programming and stuff like that. And I, I really loved that. And I always had seen like you Mm
0: -hmm. when we were
1: doing, when I first started really going balls deep into it, like, Mm -hmm. you know, was when I started seeing you do stuff with Jesse, when we Mm -hmm. were doing those production rehearsals and I'm like, Mm -hmm. shit, that looks cool. What the fuck is that thing that was that was that big ass rack that he's got underneath with his laptop and he's connecting his patch cables into the I'm like oh and then he's got the HD24 the, that that oh old school shit that were you yeah. still using for some reason and yeah. you know and I went what like you can send stems and you're recording stems out from that. and I'm like man I want to learn that shit you know so and mm, I, mm. and actually EQing quit was was such a big thing for live. Absolutely, You know, where you're, you know, now I sit there and, you know, I'll I'll go on my laptop and I'm doing the same thing where I'll program everything out onto a playback system, whether I use, you know, now I've, I've got different forms of playback systems where I use like, uh, I have an R88, you know, Mm -hmm. Roland R88, it's actually originally a field recorder, but it's the only way I could use it as a solid state drive. So you use an SD card and. So i can send Mm -hmm. the stems into it and it's like a small little thing and then i started going into like you know alan and Heath q pack and 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 all those things started to correlate to me where i could start mixing and make sure all my audio is balanced and and i learned that from you on the sly whilst you were having your protein stacks in a corner so course, I was like, you know, getting your gains on, and I'll be like, oh yeah, let me just check what's, <laughs> what's going on here,
0: Let's see what this motherfucker's doing. Right yeah, yeah like, <laughs> like
1: What the so fuck? Is- you get your, you get your yeah. gains. Let me get some of this knowledge. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you get you get the gains. <laughs> I get the knowledge, and, and and it was just like understanding the the whole, pro, uh the concept of like why you fade like crossfade things, why you EQ shit a different way for live, and you know, giving me space to do like cut the lows and so. And I had to understand that in my world where you know, you can do the same thing. It's, it's a universal thing. You know, that's what it is. When you're doing production, there are universal techniques where you do things to get things a bit more clear. and, and and that's why people spend so much more money on shit that needs to work in a better way. And I, and I, that's why like, I, you know, you know, you, you already know this shit. I'm not trying to make your head any bigger as it is, but you know, I, I have a massive, massive respect for for you in the game and and it's always always been like fun working with you because i remember the times when you get the head twitches you get the head twitches when i'm like playing a beat and then you you move your move your like head like 90 degrees and then and then you're like thinking and you have a pen in your hand i'm like fuck man he's he's gonna say something (laughs) at the end but then it turns out he's like he's like yeah kaz you know can you Oh uh, yeah! no, nah, you're cool. You're cool, man. Guys, don't worry. It's not really cool. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's... I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake! But it was great. Uh, but that the 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 techniques that I used for my album was basically round that where I started mm-hmm. soundscaping a bit more and and um, then just put it on through CD Baby, which was a a cheap distribution platform which actually mm-hmm. accessed into multiple platforms where it was Google, Amazon, Spotify. You know. Um, and I could choose who, where I wanted it in iTunes, but CD Baby was kind of that, you know, it's, it's given me a lot of good way of uh, revenue and it's simple. Right. I didn't need right. that complex right. shit where, oh yeah, you got to pay this and then pay that and then pay this, pay that. I was like, I don't need that. Like just simple yeah. and the money goes straight to you. And I, and I believe that you don't need, I mean, I didn't want to get signed. I've had offers by like publishing uh, deals with that style of music. with like Hudson publishers and stuff like that. And, and they're like, Oh, we'll sign you and we'll love to, you know, own your tracks. I was like, no, this is where you go label territory. And I felt like there is a very strong feeling for me to, this is my own kind of style and my own thing. So I just want to make the money myself and push it my way. And, and that's how I do it. Like I do soft pushes. I never do hard pushes. You've seen on mm-hmm. my Instagram, like it's, it's, it's kind of grown organically, not, you know, not like with labels and stuff like that. And
0: Absolutely. Well, I mean, the thing that's yeah. like really, really amazing and inspiring about what you've kind of said is that, um, I love the fact that, um, it was something that came out of, I guess, necessity, but Yeah. also you saw a lane, you saw a possibility, Absolutely. Um, but on top of that, you actually saw it through and you did it. And even though you might not have had, or might, you might not have thought you had all the tools that you needed to do it. You just started, you showed up, you yep. made it happen, you did yep. it and you completed it. Cause this is the other thing. A lot of people start projects, not a lot of people finish projects. You yep. know what I'm saying? You yeah. finished it <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and you basically used your own, you know, um, use your own uh, ingenuity to learn what you could along the way with regards to mixing i imagine mastering just putting the whole thing together like on youtube or whatever yeah. or you people you're working with you see a motherfucker doing shit how's he doing that how's, how yeah. you, how they doing whatever and you um you made it work and you created your own zone and i think that that's such an important thing in music in general and in life but you have to like you have to find something what can you do that nobody else can do what can you bring that nobody else can bring or or isn't bringing and i think that that's really when you can figure that out and find that then you have the ability to really kind of you know make inroads in a career do you know what i mean and moving in directions so that's fantastic man thank you man um, what i noticed in listening to some of the music as well though um Obviously, there's lots of keyboards, lots of chords, lots of mm-hmm. melodies. Do you actually play keys, or was that something you knew at the
1: time? Yeah, I mean, Kojo, if you want to hire me as a keys player, bro, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was listening yeah. to it. I was like, oh, shit, this motherfucker plays keys too, like, yeah, yeah, man. I, I, well, uh... I
0: didn't, but I, I didn't. I, that, that's something that as long as I've known you, I've never yeah. seen you go to a keyboard and play or anything like that. So, yeah, did, have yeah. you always played keys? Yeah, man, I've,
1: I've, I've, I've. I'm all, again, I'm self-taught, so it's just kind mm-hmm. of, I just listen to something and go, oh yeah, it's that, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's kind of the thing where I started where at the basic, and I didn't understand notes. Now this comes into the same factor that I have a thing called synesthesia. Mm-hmm. So synesthesia is a thing where I, uh, I can listen to a note or mm-hmm. notes mm-hmm. or anything, and I remember it exactly what the notes were because i i see color mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's how i write like all the songs that you've heard like i don't know musical theory i just mm-hmm. kind of know what you say i'll oh, play it a major so i'm like i don't know what the fuck that is but mm-hmm. i know the sound so if you right. say play that and i'll be like oh yeah but if i listen to something audibly i'll know what that is and it's it's weird to explain but it's just colors so like you might say a minor seven or something i might say orange right know? right that's right that. yeah so that's that's kind of a thing and i've always tried to improve even when i do programming when mm-hmm. i pro- i've all the stuff i I've, i play in with my arrangements on the keyboard everything's organic sounds i don't use like loops of sure. a, a keyboard and I, it's, it's important to kind of play the shit in and i yeah. felt yeah, and it's just fun. Like I've got two boards that I run from now. I've got originally I used M um, uh, Audio, just mm-hmm. like forty nine key. But now I have uh, now I'm fortunate that I you know with Roland they always hook me up with stuff. So I've got like um, a System Eight, and I'm mm-hmm. using. Yo, uh, I Jenny
0: I got that system mate, mate is a beast it's oh a my beast, god bro <laughs> you, should get
1: the, you should get the wood panels on the side bro they look sick i know i know
0: <laughs> i know I, I actually want the metal ones i want the metal side panels oh, Those the futuristic ones
1: dude, man. oh yeah come
0: <laughs> on man let's, well, let's, get, let's get that jupiter vibe but man, so yeah, yeah shout yeah, out roland man. yeah but shout out to roland they make great yeah. gear and i know you use a lot of their gear and yeah, um man. obviously i use the cloud a lot too i don't know if you i'm sure you yeah i'm, I'm a cloud member
1: too bro yeah, yeah, they 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 got some great stuff, man. These yeah. The sounds that they get and they load up so many things and just load the plug out, the plug out option on System Eight is just nuts. Well, I mean,
0: it, it's like I mean, we kind of moved to the side a little bit, but it's like I've yeah. I have a Juno 60 and a 101 and it's oh. like so I kind of <laughs> them, and when I go to the plug outs and the actual real shit, it's like, man, they've they've really done an amazing job of capturing oh. Spirit of those boards, but
1: yeah, um, but that's but, the thing. We're using those sounds. like It's like I I use those sounds, but playing keyboard has always been a thing, like for me to always, you know, continue to learn about. And it's just about my, synthesis and sounds, yeah, and, and you've been I doing love that it. shit. But the thing that's great is
0: that you're doing it on the job. But I tell you, the yeah. the one thing that like I'm kind of perplexed about,
1: yeah. you know,
0: I understand being self-taught. You know, like a lot of musicians are self-taught, taught, but what you're playing, a lot of that shit is very jazzy. That shit is not easy shit. You you know what I'm saying? There's, some nice, there's some nice progressions up in there. You know what I'm saying? Nice uh, progressions and time amazing. signature switches and yeah, you know runs and hits. It sounds it's amazing. Like are you always doing everything um yourself or are you kind of getting other musicians involved as well?
1: No, I mean, I I do the the heart of everything myself. Um mm-hmm. and then like recently on my latest album Mm-hmm. you know I've got I've got some some great cats on and I've had the previous album with some great cats playing on that and this mm-hmm. one especially is special because you know I play right now I play for for Josh Groban and I also you know yeah. play with Shaka Khan mm-hmm. and and they 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 there are the musicians and there are like fans of what I do as well and I was just like that's dope like that's weird but but <laughs> Mark Stevens who's who's the keys player for Josh Groban and Shaka and he mm-hmm. You know he was like shit what the fuck is that chord you're playing i'm like i don't fucking know like you should know you're <laughs> fucking you got you got Vinny caliuto on your record and <laughs> your, Like, you know what, I mean? I mean, what the
0: fuck you asking me for <laughs> shit yeah shit man back down have a yeah, drink yeah, yeah. <laughs> like
1: you know but i think it's those i i do incorporate live musicians and that usually comes to either keys or bass or guitar
0: yeah, I heard some I, nice
1: guitars and some nice bass and stuff like that on a couple of things, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I was like thinking, "I know this motherfucker's not playing all that too." I was like, "Damn." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I play most of the stuff. They just I like to get somebody else's feeling. Yeah, there. yeah. And you know, I, I emulate a lot of guitar sounds on the keyboard on, on the keyboard because I've I've just made this fucking sick plugging and, on on System Eight where it sounds like a legit keyboard, like a guitar. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 you know. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and just stuff like that. It's just, I, 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 I've, I've get other instrumentalists just to, to uh, collaborate on my world and they, they mm-hmm. love it. And I, it's nice because, you know, I'll get like Melvin, you know, Melvin, uh, Davis, mm-hmm. you know, who, um, and he's, you know, Shaka's MD and, 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 uh, drummer. um, he's, he also does like a lot of programming and he's an insane bass player and he's, mm-hmm. he's played with like Simon Phillips and you know, everyone from Diana wow. Ross to all these guys. And he's just like, yeah, man, I love this stuff. Like, yeah, count me in. I'm, I want to be in your album. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> you know, Amazing. And it's, it's just the chords and they find that challenging because it's in my world where I hear rhythms differently. And, mm-hmm. you know, they they play a certain way and they're like old school cats. They're like the vets. You know what I mean? They like mm-hmm. They like to just... Listen to it and play to it and there you go. And and with me, it's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And they that's the thing. They go, Do you have charts? And I'm like, I don't know what that is, bro. Like <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> right? yeah.
0: If I if I knew what it was, I might have one. But um Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? Wow. That but you know what though? I think that like it's I I think that's a great thing to have in music in general. When you have a freshness to an yeah. instrument, you bring yeah. things to it that somebody that knows it doesn't you know because yeah. you kind of like you have there's no rules you you don't you have oh, yeah. no set places of where you're gonna go you don't know which chord should follow the other or that you're supposed to go here you're supposed to go there and yeah. you kind of experiment in a way that's um there's like a freedom in that and it's i, I think that that's yeah. always I've, I've always tried to make sure that there's a space in your life for something that you're doing that you don't know how to do that well, and because yeah. it's important to have something that feels fresh, something that's not stale, something that's not just muscle memory, but something where you're having to experiment and try and bring something else out of yourself. And I think that that's, um, that's a great way to approach music, you know, cause you get the shit that's everything is in between the lines and in between the notes is where the good shit is anyway. So it's all about finding other ways of getting to that space, you know, that kind of freedom Absolutely. of like, you know how can I make other something else work? Something that's not formulaic, something that's not what everybody else would naturally yeah. do. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing,
1: thing bro. No, it's it's, mm. it's amazing. It's an amazing thing to be able to have challenges. Like we all yes. have challenges from if we, you know, it's it's like you know because you have a certain title in the in the industry or like mm-hmm. a status or a reputation mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you want to learn from someone who probably haven't heard from like i i do that all the time where you know i know this like some cats that i like learn from who who know how to do other things that i don't know how to do and i'm like oh shit that's how you do it oh can you teach me i'm like "Yeah, yeah like if you want if you you know i've i've done when i program or when i do md and stuff like i i use your you know i you as a heavy influence a lot especially when i do interviews and stuff like that when I'm doing stuff in Europe for like European pop artists. Mm -hmm, And I sit mm -hmm. there and I'm just doing the same thing you did to me Mm -hmm. and then, and then they're like, yeah, the head twitch and all bro, but the, the the whole. (laughs) It's like, it's it's really you trust me. Like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. yeah, trust me. And then, um, basically it's just the, the kind of thing where I'm also learning from from other people like oh the keyboard player that was in there who's so good at synthesize the synth synthesis mm-hmm. he's just like yeah man if you just do this i'm like oh that's some good shit. let me record that and mm-hmm. then i'm learning from a guy that i hired mm-hmm. do you know what mm-hmm. i mean rather than rather than him thinking oh i i've got to teach him all this shit. like no the the, po- the point is is you know you bring you, you bring people you trust and and you want to learn from
0: Well, Well, yeah. And and it's
1: a communion.
0: I mean, the thing is, it's like I I always say to people and I mean, obviously we met at a particular time when I was starting to MD, but like I, I didn't know what I was doing. So everything that I've learned. I've learned along the way. I knew how to put music together. I knew how to produce, mm. I knew how to arrange, and I, I knew how to put music together, but I had no idea of how to really MD bands. So in the mm. same way that you're saying you might've learned things from me, I would always learn things from all the musicians I work with. And I yeah. constantly learn things from the people I work with. You'll remember I'll be in there asking you, what does that symbol do? Why does that different than that one? Yeah. Why, you got, why you got so <laughs> many? Why does that have to be yeah. like that? But what, <laughs> Why is that snare like that? Why you need fucking so many of them? I mean, shit. Yeah. It's like it's only on the two and the four.
1: Why you got all these? Other- <laughs> you know I remember that shit. I started going, shit, man. All right, I'll take these toms off. <laughs> I remember with Jesse Ware, I just used no to- rack toms in the end. I was like, I bought like two rack toms, and you're like, no, nah, you don't need that. And then I started, yeah. then I used one. You're like, why do you need the eight inch tom for? I don't know, because you know it's just that you got nah And I was like, oh fuck. And then I had my <laughs> snare drum on my right, and we were in Kentish Town we can yeah, be 0 yeah, yeah. rehearsing, production rehearsals. And then you just, like, fuck me. You just came out of nowhere, like, behind me. And then you just went, hey, Kaz, like, I, I'm like, shit, where the hell did you come from? Goes, yeah, so what's this snare drum? I move quick, like, man. I move quick. Yeah, but, had, like, five seconds ago, you were the other side in the front of the house. So I'm like, I am quick, man. I move quick. Get in the game. Yeah. <laughs> you can to B. You know what I mean? That's why I'm like, shit, this guy really got his... He's got his gains he's got his endurance (laughs) his cardio shit i'm sure he's drinking some red bull like sugar-free red bull somewhere but yeah
0: but it's like um but yeah back to what we were both Mm. saying it's like i think that you always learn and you learn from everybody and i think that's important and i think that you know you 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 learn to live you know what i mean you keep adding things to your game you add to your arsenal like if i don't know something about drums who better than to learn it from than a drummer? If I don't know something about bass, who better learn it from than a bass player? And, you know, and you just exactly. always question, 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 ask, question, ask, and and it kind of makes it, you know, it just adds more to your arsenal. But, I mean, again, I think that what's really great is that a lot of people are doing that, but they don't put it to use. You know, you, were, you, know you found a way to actually put that to use for yourself. Do you know what I mean? In, in a way yeah. that was kind of unique, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and also just being in this industry, when I was younger, I mean, all the cats that are doing the pop stuff, you know, I used to listen to all the guys that were doing the, the pop shit mm-hmm. back in the day. And, you know, it was like, you know, that when people didn't know about me, but they knew that I was doing something that is quite risky and they're like, oh, he's just making fusion tracks. You're not, you know, you, that's not going to really make you money and blah, blah, blah. But then now it's like, I'm not going to name people, but. You know, it comes to now where people are like, oh man, you're doing so well. Oh man, you're like, you know, like, oh, one of the, the big boys now. And I'm like, no, but I've, I never, never changed my mentality. I just never gave up at what I believe in. And, and, mm-hmm. and the most important thing about having a drum community, because, you know, I remember it being such a massive competition years ago, like ages ago, people were just like, oh, if you're not playing a bloody gig, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're not in our circle, but I just went, all right, well, fuck the circle. I'm going to be out the circle. And then you can come into my circle if you ever want to, if you want to come into it. And that's, it wasn't a rebellious thing. It was more like, I don't believe in circles. I believe in this gigantic circle, meaning the world Mm -hmm. being the community and the community is supposed to be strong in our art. So like if a drummer's like, oh shit, I'm not doing anything. You're like, yeah, don't worry, man. I got you. I'll help you out rather than, you know, thinking, ah, no, nah, I just don't want to know you cause you're not doing anything. It's like, no, just give the guy some advice and help well, him out. You know what I mean? Well, it's interesting, man. We'll, we'll, we'll
0: keep touching on some of this stuff, but yeah. I always found that like, you know, session worlds can be very clicky. You know what I mean? Oh, it yeah. can be very much like who went mm. to school with who, who knows who from where, <laughs> who's this one's homie, who's that, and whatever. And people try and kind of, um, they try and kind of control that. And yeah. I feel as if like when you're kind of somewhat of an outsider in a way, whether you might've grown up in a different place, you might kind mm-hmm. of be doing something slightly different. You might not have those same connections. You know, it can be a little bit more tricky sometimes to kind of find your own space, you know, within mm-hmm. the pop world um, or within the session world. And I think that, um, I know that's something that I think that you always kind of had a bit of that. You're always a bit kind of to the left of everybody, but I always enjoyed working with you because I always felt like you brought a lot of positive energy. You brought a lot of discipline and you Mm -hmm. were somebody I felt I could trust. And I think that it's like, it's good to just, I just always think that it's so important, like find your own lane. Don't get kind of like caught up in what other people are doing or not because yeah, like you said, fuck like trying to get in there and like make you know create something to make motherfuckers need to come to you because yeah. it's like you know chasing shadows is a waste of time. You know what I mean? it's yeah. just like you and, might as well just do your own thing and have people
1: chase a lot of time shadows. wasted. It's a lot of time wasted. It's very much with, with, with being in, in in clicks. Click. You know, it's important to have clicks. But when I mean clicks, in terms of people you trust, like you know, where, where you and I would not you know speak for you know, quite some time and then we just catch up like we, where we left off. Like it's absolutely, it's, it's, and, absolutely. and we enjoy working with each other. And when the time is right, when, you know, we'll probably get, oh yeah, do you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, cause absolutely. we know it's going to be absolutely. fun. Like, and the thing absolutely. is, it's, it's, it's about that rather than, you know, trying to, trying to do the kind of, oh, let's hang and let's do this. And, 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 and yeah, let me see if I can get a gig because the young cats now trying to do that and they, and they, it's it's not the way it works now. It's it's well,
0: it's not. You, you got it. It's not all. No, people think it is all about having coffee and a fucking beer with a motherfucker, and it's not just as simple <laughs> no. as that. You know, do you, know what I'm it's not you as gotta simple buy him as a that. Ferrari, bro.
1: You gotta buy him a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah,
0: do. Yeah. It's <laughs> gonna take a little bit more than a bit. now but like, no, but you like, you know, you have to build things, but also as well, people are always interested in what you're doing, irrespective of, as well, you know. And I think that mm. it's important to try and. Don't just rely on, I t- this is to young musicians. Don't just rely on another person to create something for you or to pass you a contact or to hook you up in some kind of way, try and make yeah. things so that, you know, to try and do things so that people can, you know, want to check out what you're doing and bring attention to what you have to offer. Um, yeah. you know, offer music.
1: Spread it, like spread, spread it, spread man. the love, man. Like That's this, right. it's not, it's not one sided, you know, the, the whole, the whole thing. this is is about collective thing. If you're, if you're a drummer, you're a guitarist, you're a musician, like, you know, try not to be like, I have my guys and that's it. Be open to having different people because that's, that's actually a job of an MD. Like an MD is is, is supposed to have the right musicians for the right gig. Not that's right because that guy does this, but then it might not be might not understand electronics or might not understand how to play time for this or, or, or this specific way. And that's, that's the way it works. And, and when you want to bring your big boys for a big project, you bring the big boys for your big project. That's, that's how.
0: Well, I just always, one thing I would always say, like when I, um, was coming into MDN, um, I observed that a lot of people would oftentimes use a, um, very small group of musicians. Um, yes. And, um, I felt quite strongly that I had to make sure that the people that I would use weren't those same groups of people, but then Mm -hmm. as well as that, I would widen it and find other people and then also Mm -hmm. keep trying to rotate it, keep trying to rotate it because it's like, you, you know, if you get just kind of put in one place and that's what you do, that's who you play with. That's who you are. And it's like, yeah, it's it's very easy to be very limited. You don't want to limit yourself in any way in this game.
1: That that's the other thing as well that I need to mention is, is. My goal was to never be the drummer who plays for that person. Mm-hmm, My, mm-hmm. I wanted to be. There's, there's, there's certain things that you could do in life where you want to be rich, mm-hmm. you want to, you want to be famous, or mm-hmm. you just want to be respected. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted the third option. But when you choose the third option, when you get respect in in the music industry, when when you mean respect, I mean not like. Some goddamn respect, motherfuckers. There's like, <laughs> yeah, no. some respect yeah. on my name. Who's <laughs> yeah, <was> <laughs> my respect, motherfuckers? Hold my motherfucking drink. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, but I'm more like more like the sense of creating legacy, where someone mm-hmm. would talk about that person and say what he 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 made an impact in the world in in Absolutely. in a in a way, and that was it. Still is forever going my goal, and mm-hmm. and when you have that that, that third option, the other things that were the first and the second option come into place in time. But that doesn't, if you, if you choose the wrong door, you're just going to go, okay, if you want to be rich, all right, you'll be rich and you've gone through that door, but you don't have the exciting path of going through being respected and Mm -hmm. then being respected by people that are famous or people that are big bring you into that world and they show you another horizon of the industry and you work with bigger opportunities then the wealth also comes and wealth comes in both ways where it comes from the music and for your for your well-being that's Mm -hmm. that's the meaning of for me being rich from that way and then also you know you go you, you you start balling but that, that's you know that's another thing. <laughs> but you that's that comes from your hard work. But that in the end in the end of the day, that's the things that you're able to walk, uh, afford. Because I'm in this sense now where I I think like ten years ago, I could I, could, I couldn't even afford a house, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And now you know. Then I like now now I can afford a house, like mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. buy a house, and I was like, oh damn, because of mm-hmm. fusion. Like it's in that, yeah. and that's such a an amazing thing where you just go for that third option and going Absolutely. for that only because then things will progress in your life and you will see like an amazing thing happen and you have to struggle. You have to 100%. struggle. You can't You can't keep going through this. Oh yeah, I've got gig. I've got gig because that's, you know, when I got these front covers from, from these uh, magazines, you know, mm-hmm. like f- from drum magazines and modern drama and all these guys. These these came from me being just me, not all oh, the drummer for, you know, well, that well, guy. You,
0: well, the thing with you is you're definitely not somebody who's, in my opinion, who's had it particularly easy in terms of like just being able to get on this or that or had oh. particular hands out, whatever. You've had a slightly different journey, but I think that that has kind of, um, in a weird way, that's probably helped you even more because you didn't have oh, yeah. any kind of easy setups. You had to kind of work for all these things, but... Yeah I wanted to say like on that subject of respect Like how mm. did it feel for you When um, all these highly respected international drummers Then started you know playing to your music And using your drumless tracks at their clinics And all of a sudden all these drum legends Were like becoming fans of yours How did that feel? It was fucking nuts <laughs> <laughs> it's just
1: like you know what i mean like i mean it's, it's weird because you see it from that one's perspective but then you know spending time with them like you know i'm having that front cover with simon phillips and we mm-hmm. just sat down and we started talking about each other and it was like wow shit, you know about me and i know about you and it's weird like and it's you know things like um like even jonathan moffitt like jonathan like when he did a podcast. He said, like, I was one of his favorite drummers of this modern generation. And I was like, shit, this guy guy was like preaching. And, and it's amazing when you meet all these guys and my biggest, one of my biggest inspirations as well from the modern age is, you know, Aaron Spears Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and everyone knows Aaron Spears, You just say, you know, Usher, now he's with Ariana and now, but you know, Aaron is like my, my big brother and he's like He's actually my bestest friend, like in wow. the world, because we, you know, we talk just about life, you know, talk about fam- family. We just, you know, see how our family and our loved ones are, and I speak mm-hmm. to a little kid, and I was like, hey, say hello to Uncle Kaz, you know, I'm like, hey, <laughs> what, you know, it's, it's 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 life, shit, you know, and right, that right. that relationship has built from so many years because he was like, he felt that there, there was something special with me, and I. Stuck to it, and he stood by me, and same with Chris Coleman. Those guys have really um, lifted me into being stuck to this uh, goal, and that's how it mm-hmm. worked out. So it was a quite surreal moment, and now when I go to Nam, it's crazy. Like every time I go to Nam show, and there's like like random people that I've never met in my life, they'll be like, "Oh my God, you Kaz Rodriguez!" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, oh, man, can I take a picture? Oh, bro, like, can you sign my phone? Yeah. Oh, bro, can you sign my arm? Because I want to tattoo your signature. I'm like, wow, you're crazy motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> like, and it's it's crazy, like, seeing all that stuff. And, you know, my dream as well, like, recently, this year, we released my signature stick with Zildjian. Mm-hmm, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, when it was with me and Aaron, like, me and Aaron had our little posters at Nam, and it was just such a proud moment because we both you know, have a passion for movements and he trusts me mm-hmm. in life decisions and musical decisions, as well as I trust him in both. And when I ask him for advice and he's got my back and I've got his back and it's, that's just being a human being, man, it's not yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and it, and it was such a surreal moment getting all these amazing drummers and even musicians that just, mm-hmm. that that, that respect me for, through all that stuff. And I just, you know, especially like Josh Groban, Josh Groban actually is a perfect example. Josh got me, gave me a gig because he mm-hmm. found me on Instagram. <laughs> Amazing, like, And he, he literally said, Kaz, I've, I found, I found you on Instagram, uh, like, and the music director, Tarek Akoni, he just went, oh, you know, we, we want to put your name through and then, Josh found me because he's like, Oh my god, this guy composes music and I'm a massive fan of this drummer. Wow. So wow. and then he he messaged me and said, Oh man, I'm a big fan. I'd love for you to like be in my band. And I'm like, Oh, and I said, You do know I'm from London because I was so used to the session world. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. You go, Oh, you gotta be, you gotta be, you know, here's the fee, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> great or not so great. But then and then he goes, you know you got to do this. And he goes, no, we've got cartage. We're going to, we've got your visa sorted. we we'll give you O one. one, we we'll give you, we'll pay for everything, business class flights, blah, 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 this bit. And I'm like, shit, man. Like, wow. this is, this is surreal. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we'll pay you retainer. And it's, wow. and I'm like, whoa, that shit exists. And and that's, that's, that that's come from him being a fan of mine. And then, and and I'm a massive fan of his because Finally, I found a style in some way to to play a, 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 the way that he plays. You know, like like that. that he's a a world world stylistic artist. So like he plays mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. styles. Mm-hmm. And then I and then he goes, oh Kaz, do you want to write a song uh, for 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 the set for the live shows that we play every time? And I'm like, really? And he goes, yeah, just play like just fucking go in. He just went, go in. That's what he said, you know, now I have like a orchestra at the back playing the shit that I play with odd time signatures. And I'm like, and then we played red rocks and I was just like, I can't believe this is, this is happening. And he was just like, yeah. And, and it's, and it's such a surreal feeling to, for, for a guy like Josh, where, you know, he's, he's, he's iconic. Like he's been in the business for 19 or 20 years now. Absolutely. And, and he's still gonna go on and, and I, and I really felt like honored from that kind of privilege from him. So, it, and it, it comes, that's how it led from Josh to Shaka Khan, mm. you know, Shaka loved, loved what I did. And, and that, and that came from the musicians that trusted me into it. I, you know, it was ball aching rehearsal or it was no rehearsals. Cause I, I just actually went up and played the dancing. So like, <laughs> and that was pressure because actually funny enough, I was thinking in my head, I was like, Shit! If I wonder if like what will Kojo do in this situation? There's no rehearsals, <laughs> and I was like, "Shit! You just do the gig. Just yeah, gonna, yeah. no pressure. Like it's just in front of Shaka. Some songs aren't to click, and and you know don't fuck up. But <laughs> wow. what will Kojo do? Wow. Do I twitch my head? <laughs> do the head twitch? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Funnily enough, like Shaka
0: Khan is one of my um favorite singers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So man. like. I probably wouldn't have twitched nothing. I probably would have just been there like, like, whenever, like yeah, whatever you do is Sit great. Sit down, like, cross-legged. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would have been Very humble that day. I would have been in very oh, yeah. humble mode. <laughs> oh yeah. But listen, but like, God, there's, um, there's so many things I wanted to talk to you about. I think, I think I want to talk to you a lot more about, um, just some of your work, um, as a session musician and and as a session drummer so um, we'll get into that in the next episode okay hope you enjoyed that episode last to take away in part two we'll cover more about Kaz's background and his work as a session musician check it out